Esther, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with my longtime friend, Leslie Fear. We discuss the creepy crawlies she loves to inflict, cadavers, and we have a karaoke fest. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. <laughs> it's so good to hear your voice. Well, you too. I always love hearing you and your sweet voice. Oh. You're always so kind and lovely. I love you. We go way back. We do go way back, girl. Like, what, 2012? Yeah, I think that's the time that you came, you and a bunch of authors came to my house for dinner. Mm-hmm. Your beautiful house. Oh. I always stare longingly at your house pictures on Instagram. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I, I love it here. Um, I wish it wasn't so hot in Texas, but it is. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> and your it's getaway ranch yes. is lovely Thank too. You. Yeah, we it's nice in in this COVID age yes. that you can maybe escape to another place, which is very nice. How is that affecting you and your family? Honestly, not my life hasn't really changed a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I did I I'm like you. I'm a homebody. Yeah. I prefer being home. I prefer doing my own thing. I love my own company. I'm mm-hmm. good. And I can go and get away as well, and sometimes my husband can get away without me, and it's just fine, too. <laughs> yep, good. It's only for a couple of days, usually, when he has to go mow or whatever, but, but yeah, we we enjoy both places right now. Good. I'm glad you got to get away. Yes. Just to have another space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Thanks. And your pugs, your sweet pugs. I know. They're just, they're just the light of our lives, and we take them every time we go, if we're both going. <laughs> We've got one that's getting a little older, but she's still hanging in there. And then we've got the new one that's a little Tasmanian devil. <laughs> There's got to be one in the family, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's all boy. He is definitely all boy. But we thoroughly enjoy them, especially with the kids having their own lives. And, you know, my, my son lives in a house with his fiance and my daughter. She's probably going to be moving out soon. So we're going to be oh, total wow. empty nesters. I oh. know. Man, that's hard it's to not, believe. It's so weird. <laughs> oh, isn't it? It is. I don't, yeah, I know. Well, peripheral. Yes. What a beautiful cover and a great book. I'm curious what drew you to writing things that send scary shivers down people's spines. Because that's the kind of girl I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have always been someone who loves the paranormal. I read Stephen King when mm-hmm. I was old enough to read all of his books in high school when my mother would allow it. And I have always just loved the genre and I don't think I could write anything else. I have to have that paranormal aspect in there. That's so fun. I don't think mine are necessarily like horror books, mm-hmm. but they do get scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you get scared yourself while you're writing them? No, I don't. I, I don't at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> you think I would, but I don't. I guess because you know what's going to happen next. So, Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, they talk about uh, writers, they use outlines. And I do have somewhat of an outline, but I don't go by an outline because I never stick to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I honestly, I have a thought of where I want the story to go, but that's really about it. I let the story just kind of write itself. And that's usually what I, and that's probably why it takes me nine months to write a book. <laughs> Although this year, I, I mean, this is my third book in less than a year. You've been a busy woman. It's, it's crazy. It's craziness. What do you think's happened to change your writing speed? Deadlines. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that has a way of <laughs> sticking a fire under your feet. It, it really does. And I, I wanted one, my last uh, Graveyard Watchman, the last installment of that, uh, the third book to be finished by uh, last Halloween, and it was. So that was good. And then I went straight into Peripheral. Mm-hmm. And I had already kind of started Peripheral, but I hadn't finished it. And that had to be done by April. Oh, man. And then I started writing for Kristen Proby in her universe, mm-hmm. my latest book. So that's due to my editor, November 1st. Wow, that's so exciting. I know. Just, I'm excited for you. I, I tell you, it's fun. I, I, You know just as well as I do. I love to create. And it's mm-hmm. just, you have the power to do whatever you want. And that's what's so cool. And with paranormal, it's whatever you want it to be. It doesn't necessarily have to coincide with everyone else's vision right. of paranormal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, because look at Stephanie Meyer how she did the vampires. They're not supposed to Mm -hmm. be able to be outside, and they were. So you can just create whatever you want, and that's what makes it so fun. I love that. Did you have a muse for Elise? Um, No, I I don't. I I just kind of envision them in my head, and I usually have like a hair color, eye color, that kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. no one specific. Mm -mm. What about the book coming out? November 1st. Can you tell us anything about that one? Yes, it is in her Boudreaux. It's a universe and it's set in New Orleans, just like all of her other books, which is nice because it's a paranormal as well. I I was like, hey, Kristen, if you ever have a paranormal book, so she's like, uh, Leslie, do you live under a rock? And I'm like, I've been writing, I don't know. And she said, submit something to me. And I did. And she, I actually sent her part of the peripheral book, chapter six. Uh-huh. And she loved it. And she's like, I want you. Can you write six or seven books? And I'm like, ah, no, but I can write one and we can go from there. <laughs> <laughs> she was so lovely. But yeah, it's set in New Orleans. It's about Georgia and Jeff and their twins. And they just lost their parents. And that's really not the key of the story, but they moved to New Orleans. They live in Baton Rouge, but they moved to New Orleans and start their life together helping each other out because they're very close. They're twins. And uh, things blossom from there. And it is definitely paranormal. Exciting. Yes. Do you usually write every day? Yes. Every morning I write, unless I'm in Bowie, and then I sometimes don't, and I write later. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not a great writer in the afternoon, but out there for some reason, it's, it's just fine when I do. But here, when I'm at this house, I... I have to do it in the morning or I'll just miss that bus in the afternoon. I'm just too busy to do other things. So thanks for giving up your morning for me today. Oh, are you kidding? (laughs) I'd do anything for you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And your podcast, this is something you've started because I want to know it's called. Yes. Tell us about that. When do you air new episodes? Well, they come out every Monday. Sometimes I release bonus episodes on Wednesdays, usually because they're shorter. Mm-hmm. So I I started the podcast, honestly, because whenever, because I'm a big podcast listener. I always mm-hmm. have been. I used to listen to Hay House Radio. I think I 
told you about that. Yes. I don't even know if anybody knows about Hay House Radio. But I'm <laughs> always, you know, I, I'm in the car listening. I mean, I listen to music sometimes too, but mostly I listen to podcasts. And the ones that I was listening to, I loved them all. And I love like true crime and the paranormal mm-hmm. and the haunted stuff and all those. But sometimes I would hear myself going, why didn't they ask that? And I, I, I wanted to join the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hmm, what can I do to where I can start asking the questions and maybe bring some interesting people on and ask them how like their occupation or their hobbies has affected their lives. And, yep. and it's usually people that are really pretty interesting, like mor- a mortician or Fun. someone who I just interviewed someone who works at a body farm. And it doesn't always have to be that dark. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed uh, Maurice with Maurice's book blog. Oh, yes. She's wonderful. And I interviewed DFW Pug Rescue where we got our pugs because they were doing a big charity event and I wanted to help them out. Cool. So I, I do everyone that that either inspires me or that is interesting. I have interviewed other podcasters. They have been amazing and they are so interesting. Mm. It's, it's incredible some of the knowledge some of these people have with their own you know, like the true crime or the mob boss type stuff or whatever. And you just get in their heads and it's like great content to just I bet. To listen to them talk. Oh, it's just so much fun. I just have to ask, what is a body farm exactly? Well, a body farm is where someone donates their body to science mm. and then they allow the body to lay open <laughs> while it decays so that they can study it. It usually is associated with a school and anthropology. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is not for everyone, but it does. Have you ever seen a cadaver? I, well, no, not like that. But I have, of course, everybody's been to a funeral. So, of course, we've all yes. been maybe there. But that's the only time I've ever seen <laughs> anyone not alive. <laughs> I got to see one one time. Long, yeah. long ago, a cadaver. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. At Texas A and M, in fact. Well, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm I'm curious what they were doing it for. Did they have? Did they were they doing research? They were. were yeah. They my boyfriend at the time was in med school, and I he probably wasn't supposed to take me there, but I got to see the body they had been studying for a while wow they named him and everything i can't remember his name wow did how did you how did you feel when you looked at that body (laughs) i i mean it was kind of shocking but fascinating i i didn't expect to be anything but kind of grossed out a little bit and i wasn't it was more right fascinating yeah, it, it really can be. But it, like I said, it's not. Yeah, enough. right. <laughs> Very true. I know. So my next question was going to be, what are you working on now? But I think I know you're working on the Kristen Proby book, probably. Yes. I do have a title for it, but it is not set in stone. Mm-hmm. So I hate to say the actual title until that's a done deal. So how do you decompress? With vodka. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm not just saying that. I listen to podcasts. I really do. I, I will do housework and just 
listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I love to learn about everything, as, you know, history. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, true crime. Uh, just you know how to how to work Instagram, that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of podcasts out there that can help you. Just like your podcast, I listen to yours, Thanks. and I had no idea some of these authors that you interview are just so dang intelligent and smart with how they do things. And I'm like, I don't do it that way. Maybe (laughs) I should be doing it that way. (laughs) I get it. But your podcast is so much fun. and uh, Well, you just make it fun. And then the singing part, you know, I I, I don't mind that part. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) What are like maybe three of your top favorite podcasts? Hmm. Probably the History Chicks. Mm-hmm. It's two women doing history of women. Um, usually it's um, people, obviously, that are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Like they've done Catch of the Great. They've done all the Six Wives of Henry VIII. But then they've also done Harriet Taubman, you know, Mary Lincoln. Cool. Just all the wonderful people that, you know, are no longer with us. But mm-hmm. just so interesting. And so that would be one of my top. Okay. Another another one is called Sinisterhood, and it's they're based in Dallas, and they do true crime, but they also do paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're a comedy team, but they also have full time jobs. And also, one of them went to SMU Law School. So cool. she, if they do like true crime, then she talks about okay, well, they went to court, but let me tell you why this happened the way it did. That sounds great. Yeah, it's so informative. And then I have to mention Hillbilly Horror Stories because they are the ones that got me started podcasting. Nice. Yeah, I I was doing a segment for them for about ten months called Fear of the Week. And by the way, fear really is my. Real last name. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it really is. It's I such a great been. setup for a paranormal writer. <laughs> it just kind of worked out, right? Yeah, I should have been a doctor. But no, they are the ones that, that um, we talked and they said, hey, why don't you come and, and do a little segment for us? And it turned into almost a year. And then Jerry and Tracy, the hosts, they were like, you need your own. And I'm like, no, I'll write. I don't have time for that. And they're like, yeah, you do. You need to do it. And they honestly, it took him a couple times. He didn't think it would take me that long. He kept thinking, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to get the bug. And finally, I did. He thought I'd get it before I did, but it took a while. I love that. I'm so happy yeah. you're doing it. That's great. I'm having a blast with it. And I just can't believe the response it's getting. It's just so Good. nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Go-to meal to cook. Tacos. Favorite way to spend a Saturday morning. With my husband drinking coffee. Nice. Last movie you loved. Oh, I don't watch a lot of movies lately because there's just nothing on Netflix anymore. Um, (laughs) But I will, can I tell you the series that I love? Yeah. Uh, Schitt's Creek. Mm, Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm not even kidding. I I could watch it all day, every day, Mm -hmm. 24-7 and still love it. And they won everything. Yes. They won. They sweep the Emmys. So great. Sorry. (laughs) I just got you off track. No, we binged it. We had a couple days off and binged that show <laughs> it's just so good it's so good it is. yeah and the writing oh gosh if you could travel to any time what would it be mm. uh the renaissance nice what are you wearing yeah. 
Oh, now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I am wearing... Well, <laughs> we did not have our time straight. I'm in my PJs Yay. right now. <laughs> and normally I'm not in my PJs this late, but I was riding this morning and my husband's not here. And my daughter went to work. And so I was thinking I, had, I was off the hook and I was not off the hook. <laughs> I'm so glad I caught you. <laughs> yeah. So years ago, that night we finally met in person at your house. We had talked Mm -hmm. online for a long time before that, but we sang together, Love Me Tender. We did. I I feel like we did a very beautiful job as well. We did. Yes, you're you're amazing. (laughs) You're amazing. (laughs) So I wrote down two songs that I thought we could try today. Okay. Going vastly different directions. One is a Christmas song, since this will be airing in November, Jingle okay. Bell Rock. And the other okay. was When I Fall in Love. Oh, yeah. I love When I Fall in Love. I know you do. It will be forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Let's, let's not go too high, because I, I, I haven't exercised my okay, voice. Okay, girl, so. you do whatever you feel. <laughs> Okay, okay. All right. All right. When I fall in love, it will be forever. Or I'll never fall in love. In a restless world like this is, love is ended before it's begun. And too many moonlight kisses seem to cool in the warmth of the sun. When I give my heart, it will be completely, or I'll never give my heart. And the moment I can can feel that you feel that way too is when I fall in love with you. And the moment I can feel that you feel that way too is when I fall in love with you. Nice. <laughs> oh, every now and then. It makes oh. me want to go here. Love me tender again. I know. We could do that too. Let's do it. Okay. Love me tender. Love me sweet. Never let me go. You have made my life complete. And I love you so. Love me tender. Love me true. All my dreams fulfill For my darling, I love you 
reminds me so much of when we did that together. Yeah. Oh. We I did it in that. the dark, didn't we? We did it in the dark <laughs> in the front yard. Yes. The car is going by. <laughs> it's just so funny, but it was okay. We had a great time doing it. Yes, that was such a fun night. It was. It was a great night. Well, I hope we will be hugging again in person soon. Yes. Well, I'll be seeing you at Book Bonanza, hopefully. Definitely. And it'll be nice that we can get out and not have to be wearing masks every yes. day. Well, we may still have to do that. Right. We'll see, I guess. (laughs) Probably for a long time, which is just fine by me. I'd rather be safe than anything else. Me too. Well, thank you so much for doing this, for fitting me in today. Absolutely. And you're always a delight. You are too, Leslie. I love you. Love you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Okay. Yay. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Everybody go look for Peripheral. See you next time.